Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 308. I just landed in New York. It is uh, very late. Not as cold here as I thought it would be, so that's a plus. But I'm going to be traveling a bunch in the next several weeks doing what I consider to be the opening credit sequence from Catch Me If You Can, where I am Frank Abagnale and the flu is Tom Hanks. So uh, I I hope I don't catch that shit because uh, it is leveling people. So I will... uh, I don't know, what am I supposed to do to prevent the flu? Like, I just put put uh, bread rolls in my nose to keep it out? I don't know. Uh, I'll just, I'll try not to touch people. But I love hugs. You know, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. But if you're in Bloomington, Indiana, the 17th to the 19th of January, I'll be at the Comedy Attic. And then the week after that, the 24th to the 26th, I'll be at the Tacoma Comedy Club. And then the week after that at SF Sketchfest. So go to Nerdist.com slash calendar. And please come to those shows. Populate them with yourselves. And I'll hug you. You just don't have the flu. Uh, I would like to thank for this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, brand new sponsor, LegalZoom. LegalZoom.com You probably heard about LegalZoom.com But now I'm telling you about them So please check them out Uh, They're great So if you have any kind of legal needs They have the documents that you need You want to start your dream business, start it Uh, You want to start your Etsy company uh, Where you make uh, Mario Mushroom Cupcakes Great! Do it. Incorporate yourself or get an LLC at LegalZoom starting at 99 bucks. Uh, if you have a family, you probably want to protect them. You're going to have to leave your kids like your Xbox and your Duck Hunt t-shirts. So uh, do that with LegalZoom for 69 bucks. You can you can make a will. Make a will of your stuff. Even if you don't have a lot of stuff, making a will makes you feel like you have a lot of stuff. And it's and it, the responsibility does not have to be expensive. In the past 12 years, over 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom for LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks, and more. And save a ton of money. So start your business. Protect your family today at LegalZoom.com. You're going to get a special discount from listening to this podcast. Make sure you enter Nerdist in the referral box at checkout for more savings. LegalZoom, by the way, is not a law firm. But you can get self-help services at your specific direction. Or you can speak with a legal plan attorney to get your questions answered and get ongoing advice. So thanks to LegalZoom.com for sponsoring this podcast. Which, by the way, is Chris Jericho. Now, uh, as I said before when I did the CM Punk episode, haven't watched a ton of wrestling. But so far... The wrestlers that I've been meeting are fucking rad. Like, 
really cool guy. I the the wealth of <laughs> obscure TV knowledge that Chris Jericho has is rivals my own, which is saying something. Uh, I was an only child. I spent a lot of time in front of the television set, but uh, I fucking loved hanging out with this guy. He's so. I mean, I, I knew who he, I, mean, I was aware of him before, but uh, I had no idea how fucking zippy and fast and 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 what a riff monster he is. Like he'll riff with you. So uh, this was re- this is a really enjoyable podcast that we did at like nine o'clock in the morning uh, before I had to go to CES. So uh, here it is. You can follow uh, Chris Jericho on Twitter. I at, at I am Jericho. So uh, there you go. We'll definitely have him back on. Super, super cool dude. And uh, so far, I think we're two for two with Kick-Ass Wrestlers. So uh, maybe we'll just keep this train going. All right. Nerds Podcast number 308 with Chris Jericho. Now entering Nerdist.com. Show. You know what's funny because somebody had just told me about that when you first said CES, I was thinking you were saying CSI. Like, oh, you have like a guest part? No, no, no. I'm actually a crime scene investigator for real. Yeah, and I just like to go in and um, look at blood samples. Use your notoriety from the Nerdist yeah. and Talking Dead to yeah. help solve crimes. I'm kind of like Jesus. It's like a really crappy comic book. <laughs> it's the crappiest. Like it's the worst. Com- super the crappiest <laughs> comic book ever. 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 <laughs> Using your power as a podcast. Comedy PI. <laughs> yeah. Right. Joke. 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 Solve joke. crimes. Now let's see who killed the Evans boy or Boom, whatever. Boom, yeah. exactly. The DNA shows yeah. that it's a wacky time of year. I'll Hello. tell you what, though, that would be like a that would be like a murder. He chuckled or whatever. Like that'd be a murder she wrote kind of thing. Where every town I go to, I do a set and then I solve a and murder. The, or maybe people are actually getting killed during the set. Like something happens. It's like twenty four. Yeah, we had the worst day ever. Yeah, you have the worst like luck at your sets. Like every time Someone somebody dies or gets robbed or loses a limb. But I, I gotta tell you something. You should fire that over. I I, I think I think I would need a buddy with exceptional physical prowess. To, I think so <laughs> because I can't. Well, I can Chris, talk my way out of things. This has busy, this so. has the CW written all over it. <laughs> I think we should take some pitch meetings after the CES. This is going to be the one thing you not want written on anything is CW. <laughs> the greatest show ever. ever. Oh, this is name great. one show from C from CW. I is can there do one? that. It's called Supernatural. Oh, Supernatural. Yeah. The only reason I can do that is because uh, Mosher and I were on a podcast and we were talking about how there's no famous like cars like the Starsky and Hutch car and the Dukes of Hazard car. Right. Yeah. Kit. On shows, and like I got like a thousand tweets from people. Like, there's a 67 Impala on Supernatural. But you literally got a thousand tweets, and that was every person who yeah. watched the show. <laughs> yeah, it was all of them. That was it. I'm so excited. If each my, of you had a ratings box. My, my, old, my old, old, old friend Eric Kripke runs that show. He's such a great guy. Well, he's uh, he's apparently got a very uh, supernatural. So that is a CW show. CW still other than that, it's just like uh, other than that, it's uh, infomercials and and uh, and teen gossip shows. (laughs) But here's my question: Teen Wolf, teens acting like adults shows. Supernatural might have started on the WB. Like I think it did. It's been a while. So I can't. Didn't they combine and, call, and and yeah. make the CWB yeah. for a while? It was, it was not CW. It was, it was. I think it was UPN. Network it was UPN yeah. and the WB combined to form. This the is CW. a conversation of the worst networks of all time. 
It's well, really uh, cool. with the DuPont and the Colgate network got together. <laughs> DuPont network, very nice. I think there's a Sinclair broadcasting network around yes, there somewhere, there too. Let's throw that one in there. Oh, Sinclair. Yes. It's their fault that people think that dinosaurs made oil. Why? Because it was. It, oh yeah, their logo is a. Their logo is a dinosaur. Uh, yeah, and 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 in the old days, I think, uh, you know, they they there it was it was approximate science. Like they, uh-huh. they they were trying to play on the idea of fossil fuels. Uh, it's from actual fossils. It, it's from actual. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's I think it's from. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure I'll be corrected online, but I'm fairly certain it's from fossilized algae it's it's plant life huh it's decayed plant life and fossil life it's not dinosaurs well but i mean what did the brontosaur eat um, exactly uh, lady brontosaurs that's a little blue no that's a not, little blue no wait a minute if you're a brontosaurus you could eat yourself out you totally could, you could. Oh, your neck oh is that God. long your neck it's, is it's, it's the eternal breeding. question that you yeah. can actually you know uh, give yourself oral pleasure I'm which a, we've all tried <laughs> <laughs> we've all tried it there was a guy what are you omnivore uh, I know I'm a pussyvore <laughs> yeah, there was I don't know what the uh, what the, uh, the the statute of of uh, good taste is on your show yeah, um, there was a guy. I just said pussy vor. Okay. Everything is okay. Well, you know, pussy, you never know for sure. Like jackass. Jackasses were in the Bible, so you can say that. Okay. Uh, there was a guy in wrestling. His name was Lanny Poffo, who was Macho Man <laughs> Savage's brother, Macho, Macho Man uh-huh. Randy Savage. That the rumor was he could actually suck his own cock. Whoa! Yeah. He's, his, his, his member. Yeah. was so uh, large that he could actually, and in, maybe he was flexible as well, maybe a, a student of the yoga. Was it like uh, pop, pop and Lenny? He pop, could like, uh, 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 suck and Lanny. <laughs> Lanny <laughs> no, he was uh, uh, gen- lump, leaping. Leaping Larry. What did you call him? Popping? Pop he was like, yeah, he yo, Lenny Poffo popping <laughs> up on the 619. Let's kick some twos. I'm going to suck my own dick. I'm going to suck it. Suck my own dick, bitch. So, yeah, that was apparently, and I never was akin to this. I never saw Although I would have loved to have seen it, just for the uh, for the sentimental value, sure. but yeah, actually, so so you talk about a brontosaurus that can do that. Actually, uh, Pop and Lanny Poffo <laughs> can also do this. And in some, and I think in Memphis, where wrestling was born, they believe that oil came from him. So it all comes. <laughs> it back all around. one. Big but I think if I'm, if I'm correct, the Brontosaurus is no longer the Brontosaurus. Is it not the Allosaurus now? I believe they've re. Yeah, they. Said something to that effect. Well, the Allosaurus always existed too. Are they saying that it's one of the same? Yeah, it's like one. I, I think hmm. I think if I think it might be one animal. I think it might be one. I'm, sh- I'm sure. You know, there'll be you know who we have to ask about this. I say this with a completely straight face. We have to ask Slash. He is a dinosaur freak. Really? Yes. He's a, he's been a friend of mine for for a year or two years, and his drummer told me well, Slash loves dinosaurs. I was like, when I was a kid, I was that kid. I knew everything about dinosaurs. So I just uh, text him one day. I'm like, "What's your favorite dinosaur?" Oh, it's the uh, you know the uh, Stagiotaurus duplicitus, and I'm just like, "Oh, oh mine's the Plesiosaurus." And he's like, "Oh, that old thing." And he's like, so we need to ask Slash oh, old thing. if the Allosaurus and the Brontosaurus are the same. Uh, I wish. It, well, it might be too early, but maybe uh, if it were later, you could text him during the podcast I and ask. Text him right now. It's not like he's in Guns and Roses anymore, where he's uh, still awake at 9 a.m. Or if yeah. he was in Guns and Roses, he just hadn't gone to bed. He already got away from that one dinosaur. Axel Rose, get out of town, everybody! Get out of town! Hello! Stop it! Okay, stop so I, it! I'm not going to be one of those uh, you know, people that's texting while we're talking, but, no, but I'm th- actually... This is for science. Uh, this is for science, we and it's an for answer. the benefit of the show. Of course, we could Google it, but instead we're no! texting Slash. We're, we're slashing it! <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, <laughs> that's going to be my new commercials. Jonah can do Bing commercials. Slash yeah. is my search engine. 
The question is, is the Brontosaurus... Was the Brontosaurus renamed the Allosaurus? And the Al... Okay. Allosaurus. Hold on, let me, I'm going to reword it my way. I'm going to make sure that maybe Slash gets like a newsletter. And you know what we need to do now? Now we need a guitar lick of Slash playing the Jeopardy <laughs> music when people are answering a question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do they, okay, hold on. Do they change the name of the Brontosaurus? <laughs> this is riveting radio, guys. This That's is all right. riveting. It's, it's the internet. It's free. It's a podcast. It's exactly. <laughs> free. This is free. Exactly. If you don't like it, you're not paying nothing. Okay. Hey, man, is the Brontosaurus and the Allosaurus the same species, or did they change the name of the Brontosaurus to the Allosaurus? Okay, that's is that good. That, that, that's fine. That's yeah, that, that'll so, work. That's fine. That'll work. Is that, is that not what you were exactly hoping for, <laughs> Chris? Oh, that's fine. That, that'll work. That, that'll work. All right, so this is we'll very see exciting. At nine fifteen in the morning, <laughs> if Slash is available for uh, fucking woke for up Slash to ask him a dino question, I <laughs> got a specific phone in the shape of a T Rex. That, <laughs> that is, it's the, yeah. When it, it rings, the yeah, it's the, text, the Rex phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching a movie last night um, called Attack. No, Two Headed Shark Attack. What? Yeah. Is this like a mega shark versus it, giant? It, it is. Yeah, movie? starring Charlie O'Connell, uh, Brooke Hogan, Charlie and Car Carmen Electra. Excellent. Charlie O'Connell is Jerry O'Connell's uh, lesser known, but he's better looking brother. Really? But acting skills, not, not so much. Good. I think it could be Jerry O'Connell in a Slider universe. Come on, guys. Remember that show? Yeah, Sliders. That, yeah. Sliders. What if it was Carol O'Connor? Oh, my God. And that, Carol O'Connor was an old Jerry O'Connell. Oh, that would be crazy. Oh. And then Charlie actually has two heads. <laughs> and then uh, on All in the Family, Arch, there's a version, there's whatever. a universe where Archie Bunker has two heads, and one of them's nice, and the other one's racist. <laughs> whatever makes, them, a not, bigot. They whatever makes them not spin off into Archie's place. I'm down. <laughs> one oh, of them, whatever makes call. them not no, do wait. that. Hey, man, that was a great <laughs> one head. Circle. One head is a black guy, and one head is Archie, <laughs> Archie. and so they have to figure the out ultimate, how to live together. Yeah. I think I saw a movie about that once, like some weird movie in the 70s where a guy, maybe it was a Twilight Zone, a guy was a racist, and then actually became a Siamese twin with a white guy. And for some reason, I'm thinking Rosie Greer. <laughs> Honestly, if we had, you know what we need to have? Like the one thing of this other podcast I did, which is a very popular podcast, but I can't really say. Sure you can. Uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. Yeah, Carolla's great. He's yeah. got a cat or a girl that uh, would type up right now, Rosie Greer, two-headed. He has a cat that can type? He has a cat that, that can type. That's a much better podcast That was me trying to be hip. He's got this cat, man. And he types He's got this computer. groovy cat. Then they smoke the some grass. Yeah. And then they go to the Copa together and bam, bam, bam. <laughs> they swing, baby. They swing. But the, the person, the, the, whether it's a human or actually uh, a mammal will type into the internet on the Google or uh, typing things yeah. to slash, but it would say Rosie Greer, Google, uh, white guy, black guy, and then you might find a picture of it. So I might not just be talking smack. This might actually exist. Well, we do have a cat. His name is Kyle, and he's stuck in traffic because he drives here from, like, Bellflower or something. Oh. It's some crazy... <laughs> Belfast. He, he lives... It might as well be Belfast. It's one of those crazy fringe towns in Los Angeles. Oh, it's like, like, it's wherever... It's Simi Valley. He drives in from... Oh, he does? Wherever the Reagan Library is. I don't. I don't know. Well, everyone knows that. <laughs> Simi Valley. Duh. I've been. I've been twice. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Reagan I'm, Library North or South? I'm still in awe of your Archie's Place uh, reference. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta remember that. that yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Because uh, Maureen show. Stapleton or Gene, wow. because Gene Stapleton left the show, yeah. and so they killed off Edith, and then it was like, and I then and then it kind of mirrored. It sort of mirrored the idea of their relationship where you thought Archie was really the alpha, but it was actually Edith who was kind of really quietly driving the show. The show. Yeah. And then as soon as she died, 
no more show. He didn't. Ha- he needed that balance. He, yeah, he needed he need that foil. Yang. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't. They took her. They took his yang. So the, let's let's let's. Uh, I'm not sure if you have an actual topic you're trying to get to, but I mean, no, I like where we're it. going with this. Let's think of bad spin-off sequel TV shows. Joni uh, loves Chachi. Joni, that oh, one comes to mind right yeah, off the yeah. bat. Yeah. Uh, the, another Trevor one is John MD. I wasn't a huge fan of. Well, what about, Trevor John was spun off Mash. What about After Mash? After Mash, not that great. could be the worst. Much worse than Trevor. John. Not great because they had the best show of all time at the time. Sure, sure. And then they spun it off with the worst character. I think was it like. Colonel Potter, uh, <laughs> Radar, and I think like Cookie the Mess Tent yeah. guy. Well, what are we going to do now that this war's over? <laughs> ah, well, let's go play some bingo. Bingo, I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. Klinger, or something like <laughs> it that. It doesn't matter now. But who was the? Oh, Klinger was in it too. Klinger, Jamie Farr yep. signed up for it. Gary Berghoff as Radar, and of course, uh, Colonel uh, Potter. Who is played by Harry, Harry Morgan. Morgan? Nice from what? Dragnet. Wow! Fuck well, yeah! I always remember he had a song that said, "I like to go swimming with bow-legged women and swim beneath their legs." <laughs> that was his song. So, um, okay, so there's uh, there's some bad ones. Is there any other ones we can think um, of? What else? What were uh, some? Oh, other... Joey. Oh yeah, uh, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. That one, yep. Joey. But that did last for a couple of seasons. Did it really? Though. Yeah, yeah. It made it two years, I think. Really? Yeah. That was just because of the afterburn of Friends. I people think, were yeah, so into Friends. How, I remember how popular Friends was. And, and if you catch an episode of Friends now, you're like, holy fuck, that was the 90s. Like, everyone, it was shoulder <laughs> oh, pads and yeah. hair gel. Yeah. The and button-up shirts, the two-tone sw- button-up yeah. Sweater vests, yeah. button high hair. Yes. And the best of all, too, and nothing against the, the man as, as a guy. I'm sure he's a great guy, and hopefully he's got his life on track. But Matthew Perry with his drug battles, where you'd have oh, you'd Fat see, Chandler. Yeah. yeah. Thin and then really Chandler, thin Chandler, yeah. Gaunt Chandler, yeah. Portly Chandler. You knew exactly season four. Oh, that's Gaunt Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season yeah. six, oh, that's Fat Bastard you know, Chandler. Which, which pills he was on. You knew exactly whole where he was at the time. Uh, there was a whole different Chandler every season. There is. It's like the evolution of man, that little thing. <laughs> you could actually do that with Chandler. <laughs> the evolution of Chandler. <laughs> you, it- you could probably find that. See if Kyle was here, that stupid idiot. <laughs> if we, God damn it. You know what we need to do is go to the tele- the Museum of Television Radio uh, uh-huh. and... Um, and and the Paley Center and have them create that on Friends like a science museum, yes. like the evolution of the Chandler. The evolution of Chandler. I'm sure that's already like a gift <laughs> somebody's somewhere. thought of it. Right already, now, someone's probably yeah. making it. It's a more it's a morphed GIF on Reddit. A more oh wow, it's probably morph GIF. Um, no one else, no one else really changed that much. Yeah, not in the show. Not not in the show. I mean, the hairstyles did. But as far as the bad, I'm still okay, thinking of bad spin-off, sitcoms, spin-off, spin-off, spin-off sequels. Uh, Was there a spinoff of? Did Love Boat ever have a spinoff? Did like did any of the crew members ever get a spinoff? Wasn't Love Boat itself a spinoff? They never a spinoff of, of what? Fantasy Island, wasn't it? Well, Am they I were crazy? they were both. I think they were both Aaron Spelling shows. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think that one was spinoff like, like, of one man's brain. My fantasy is to is to <laughs> is to captain a boat where every week. Oh, they you know what they should have done, Matt Myra? Yes, Love Trek. It's it's <laughs> nice. It's after like let's say the Federation has cleared the universe of all of the evils, and so they basically just commission it to to ha- have people take romantic uh, tourist vacations to That's, out and the and the people systems. are the same. It's like Captain Steubing <laughs> is Captain Kirk. Yes, uh, Doctor McCoy oh is 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 uh, Bernie, is whatever his name is. 
Yeah, uh, Bernie Bernie Capel. Bernie Capel, whatever his name is, the doc. Doc Doc, doc Bricker. Doc Bricker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so and go for his checkoff. He's got to be in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but who's Isaac? There's no I. Guinan would, yeah, would have to be Isaac. Yeah, Guinan would have to be Isaac. Uh, Lavar yeah. Burton could be Isaac with the with the with the blind. Is Are you always... just saying that because he's black and well, Isaac probably, was yeah, black? I'm trying to think of black. <laughs> probably, who did you yeah. say? Who did you, who did you say was Isaac? Whoa, Guinan. Guinan. Well, I said Guinan because Guinan Who's... was the bartender. Oh, Guinan was actually Guinan. The and Next Generation was the bartender. Okay, we'll so are we going all generations on this? Or are I think we're going all. We're 60s? going multi generational. Okay, multi generational. Yeah. Multi generational on love track. I was going just love because of the black black thing. I need it to be. I needed to be canon, so... You, oh, okay. Now, is Uhura the, the cruise director replacing oh. Julie? Oh, yes, of course! Uhura's got to be the cruise or is director. It the, is, it the, is it the one girl that was in it for a bit with the... She was like the blue... She was a doctor. She wore a blue miniskirt. We didn't see her much. What was her name in the 60s? Nurse Chapel? Uh, Cha Nurse Chapel. Yeah, yeah. Man, you are a... Pantheon, oh, useless knowledge. Uh, guys, remember Golden Girls got a spinoff? What? Golden empty Palace. Nest. And no. Empty Nest. Golden Palace. What was Golden Palace? Golden Palace was when B. Arthur left and the rest of them opened a hotel together in Miami. Oh. Don Cheadle was on it. Wow. He was? Yeah. Now, I don't remember that at all. Ran for one season. But I remember Empty Nest. Empty Nest, of course, yes. Was that a Golden Girl spinoff? It was a Golden Girl spinoff. It was it was because based on dog. it was raced on Richard Mulligan, who was their neighbor. Richard yeah. wacky Richard Mulligan. No, he, wait, was it Richard Mulligan? It was the, Richard yeah. Mulligan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From soap. Yep. Richard Mulligan goes up there with Dabney Coleman as a guy who had it all in the late <laughs> 70s. Fucking Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman was the shit. He was like the freaking Tom Hanks of the late 70s. He was. He was in everything. Early 80s, 70s, late 70s, early 80s. He was the go-to, like, piece of shit funny guy. Creepy boss. Yeah. Mean guy. Yeah. He, um, uh, years ago when I still used to, this was over a decade ago uh, when I still used to uh, enjoy the, the drink. Uh, I was really drunk outside of a bar once, and I was with Bob Saget. And Saget and I ran into Dabney Coleman, who was with Harry Dean Stanton. What a uh, wacky uh, pair. Yeah, it was a fucking crazy night. And then we ended up following them all over the city looking for an after-hours bar. <laughs> and, uh, and Dabney Coleman was a hoot. He was, was a, a hoot. And this was, was like... This was over a decade ago, and at that time, they both, he and Harry Dean Stanton, were both like, "Yeah, they're getting up there." Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Harry Dean Stanton was always up there. I, well, I think Harry Dean Stanton might be might be just like substance old. Mm -hmm, I think he's. Mm -hmm. I think he was older, and I think I'm guessing that there was right. uh, there was a a some substances happening in the life. I'm not trying to slander anyone. I, maybe that's not true. I'm just guessing. Substance could be coffee. But they were, they, they were, yeah, exactly. You know, could be. There was a lot of coffee that night. <laughs> and by coffee, I mean I booze. Mean, I mean, uh, straight up the uh, nose cocaine. But it was so I mean. much fun. It was so much, it was such a crazy experience being like, you're Harry Dean Stanton and Dabney Coleman, and I'm drunk with you and Bob Saget in a parking lot <laughs> looking for a bar at three o'clock in the morning. What is happening? <laughs> well, here's, let's got, talk about hot to try. You got yes, right, exactly. What was it like on uh, Mr. Mum when you were trying to bang Terry Gar? Terry Gar's another Terry Gar. She was like the girl that was in all the Dabney Coleman movies. She was uh, fucking awesome. She was very awesome, she and still is. Uh, she still is very she's awesome. So yeah, but I mean, saw her, yeah, definitely that time. period of time. But I had a random night too, just before I forget. Who, who was yours? You said Dabney Coleman, Harry Dean Stanton, you, and who's the, your fourth? I don't think I don't think Dab. No, Dabney Sag Coleman wasn't trying. Dabney Coleman was not trying to bang Terry Gar and Mr. Mom. That was Martin Mull. Oh, he was another one. It's the same guy. Martin to Mull. me, it's the same guy. <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah. It's the same guy. <laughs> I oh. did. And let me tell you this, just to drop some more names in uh, two thousand in the year two thousand when things were going really well. In quotation marks, uh, I <laughs> was on Hollywood Squares with Terry Gar and Martin Mull. 
Whoa. So it all together. comes back. And Whoopi Goldberg. So wow. it all comes back it all comes around. Layout here. Are you in the top? Are you in the bottom? Where where were I, you? I, I, I flanked the corners. That's uh, kind of like the uh, way they put like the left fielder type guys there. Exactly. <laughs> I, I had, you do five. You did. You would shoot five shows in a day, and those would be the five shows for the week of that. Okay. Week Hollywood squares, and so they just rotate your square. Whoopi was always the center square, and they would rotate you <clears throat> in and out. Yeah, Whoopi had like she. That was her she thing was for a while. Show, yeah. yeah. Okay, just let me, before I forget, there's three points I have to make uh, because we're moving along fast here. Uh, number one, my random night, your random your random night was Cole, you, Dabney Coleman, Harry you, Dean Harry D. Sagan. Sagan. Okay, that's a great lineup. The, the, <laughs> my random four, four horsemen that might be able to compete with that is, is Jericho, Vince Neal, Dennis Rodman, and Robert Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not bad. So... Uh, I, okay, so our, um, our four horsemen fucked no one. Right. Your four horsemen had three guys who could go fuck a people and then one person to defend you in to case defend anything us, right, was really exactly. yeah. there was There was a lot of fucking and drug usage <laughs> and, and crimes. <laughs> and then we went to a comedy club and killed some people while the guy was on stage. But it was Call okay. Back. Call back. Well done. Well yeah, done. Well done. Well, then you uh, no, number two is I love how Bob Saget was so sick of being like the goody two-shoes on uh, on uh, Full, House. Full House and on America's Funny Videos that now he's like, so I, I'm the dirtiest Well, I gotta, I gotta say, here, here, here's, here, here's what I can say about Saget. Saget, but he's overdoing it, in my opinion. He's, he wants people to know, listen, I'm not a good two-shoes. I suck my own cock. Like Lanny Poffo. <laughs> like Lanny I can Poffo do that. And the Allosaurus. Yeah, yeah. Possibly also the Brontosaurus until we hear <laughs> back from Saget. He's really going over the top with it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, well, Saget was always... I I, I love, like, uh, being a comedy nerd in the 70s and 80s, I loved Saget's comedy in the 80s. So you knew of him before? Absolutely. Okay. He was a fucking awesome comic, like super rapid fire. Like, you know, he would just assault you with, yeah, yeah. with jokes it, and punchlines. This is that at stand-up routine? Stand-up, yeah. Okay. Stand-up in the 70s and 80s. If you, there was a, The ninth annual Young Comedian special was a special that Rodney Dangerfield put on, and Saget was in it. And it made a lot of, like the comedians in that special were, you know, it was like Louis Anderson and Rita Rudner and... Uh, and Yakov Smirnoff nice. and Saget and Sam Kinison. And so it was like there was a nice group of people <laughs> came out of that. And um, and then Saget did, you know, got Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos. And it was totally opposite really what his stand-up was and really the kind of comedian that he was. And right. so, yeah, so when, when, he, when he sort of broke out of that, yeah, he hit it completely in the opposite direction. But, you know, you just could not. If you've ever met Bob? I've never had. Just the fucking greatest, sweetest, most wonderful Seems guy like you it. could ever want to know. Like it. Love him. I love him to death. Never hang out with him anymore. We were drinking buddies, you know, and then... <laughs> That's what happens when you move on. You have to leave your old pals behind. It becomes <laughs> well, I bad influence. I didn't want to, but it was just sort of like, you know, when you first quit, it's like, well, maybe I should not hang out with the people that I was getting drunk with every <laughs> yeah, night for a little yeah. while. So it wasn't his fault, but it was... Uh, I, but I love that so guy. You can, look, you can think back on in a good time. You should have him on. And yeah. you know who you all should have on is Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> Amer America, what a country. What a country. In America, you come to party. In Russia, party come to you. You don't even... <laughs> thank you. Good, good night. Thank, thank you, you Branson. <laughs> you <don't> even, <laughs> thank you, Branson. <laughs> doesn't have to be in Branson. I would say a lot of the, a lot of the people Branson. that see his show in Branson don't know that the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. So Because <laughs> the people that go to Branson are in their 70s they and 80s. They don't know. Yeah, they exactly. still like, damn, that, we see that damn commie tonight. Take that, Bertha. Brezhnev. <laughs> <laughs> Yakov's Dinner Theater, guys. It's a lot of fun. Let's talk about Branson. You guys ever been there before? No, have I, you? I, I never have. I just go. it seems to me like this really weird like children of the corn place that you don't want to go there. You'll never see you'll never I got a question it. for you. Is there a wrestling Branson? 
Is um, there an equivalent circuit that's sort of like, well, that's the Branson well, of wrestling? Well, it's kind of like, you know, there's a, like a Memphis Now would be that, where you still really? have the same guys. They still have, like, Lawler still works and Bill Dundee and, like, all those type of guys still work. And then the respective places where they came up, like Memphis will still have that once a week, you know, at the Memphis Fairgrounds, Bill Dundee versus Jerry Lawler for the 967th time. Oh my so you still see that. This time it's not even personal <laughs> yeah. anymore. This, this time, time it's geriatrical. Business. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's geriatrical. <laughs> <laughs> so they do have that. You know, this time it's really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> this time we're comparing medical records. <laughs> I mean, most of, like if you go to independent wrestling shows, there'll be either one of two. If you've ever seen the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, of course, like yeah. that is is real. Like that f- for me, like really struck a chord because when I was coming up in the business. That's what it was like. Yeah. And there was always those two or three guys that had been, you know, not maybe headlining Madison Square Garden, but had worked in Madison Square Garden, for example, many times. And now we're working at, Listen, you know, the, the, the high school around. gymnasium. Okay. Second worst road wrestling experience. Second worst? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, going to ask you the worst. Like on the road? Yeah, yeah. Like what was your worst sort of like, uh well, it's weird. Like I have two books full of uh, of stories like that. So when you write them down, it's like I'm not. I'm not I can't just go. But um, let me try and think of one. Uh, well, we can always text Slash and ask him. Is, is there, I got attacked by a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, look, the, the, one of the go tos that I always use is I was in Mexico City and I went to this place called Vips, which I never realized was actually VIPs. I just called it Vips, <laughs> and it was like a Denny's type place. And I always would go there after the show. And I went uh, there one night and had my little steak sandwich and a fruit plate which is always nice and tasty and I look across the room and there's like uh, this really pretty girl a very comely young lady staring at me and I'm like you know you know as a guy you're like is she just looking around or like nope she's staring at me and, she's, and I had like a pretty good name value that was like on the cover of like heartthrob magazines and stuff this is when I was like 21 years old I had long blonde hair and <laughs> the, the, the blonde haired you know Canadian guy so uh, she keeps looking at me I'm like oh, I'm just gonna go over and say hi you know whatever I'm, I'm a celebrity so I go over and say hi to her uh, in my uh, Spanish that wasn't bad at the time and she's like hi and she's like oh I really wanted to say hi to you and I really wanted to meet you and she's sitting with a guy <clears throat> so I'm like um, eventually trying to figure out who the guy is she's like oh my brother and I also oh, Oh, her brother. And then, of course, it's, like, yeah, it's her brother. It's not her boyfriend. I'm so in. Yeah. She's like, would you like to go to a party? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go to a party. Sounds good. So we get in the back of the car. The brother's in the front driving. I'm in the back with this girl. We become fast friends as we're driving. And, you know, as you're making out, and, you don't, you know, Mexico City is a very big city. Lots of lights. Mm-hmm. And as the makeup continues, there's less lights and less lights and less lights. And suddenly, like, we're driving basically in the country. It, it's dark. Um, and I'm thinking, like, where the fuck is this party? Like, where are we going? <laughs> Finally pull over on the side of the road, and the guy uh, uh, tells me to get out of the car, and and as I get out of the car, he gets out of the car with a gun in his hand. Oh. Yeah. And he's pointing the gun in my face. And have you ever seen the beginning of a James Bond movie where uh, you see the circle and you see, like, these... You know the yeah. lines. It's dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but that's the circular the spiral, in the spiral gun. inside yeah. the gun. Yeah. I saw that. Like I'm <laughs> that close to the gun where you can see the spiral. I was like, oh, that's where James Bond came from. And, then, and meanwhile, did like, you this. say, oh, that's cool? That's where I James did. Bond came I, from in, in perfect Spanish. James <laughs> <laughs> Bond. But like you're thinking, like, hey, there's no way this is real. Like, there's no way. Like that's how I think that's how most people, if they're gonna get shot, they just don't think it's actually real. Right. Whereas if you're like a ninja or Jean Claude Van Damme or something, what a yeah. and take him out. But you know, I'm just standing and I have no idea what what to do. So um, 
the guy basically says, you know, give me your money. And I give him the money that I had, which was hardly anything at the time, whatever, like a thousand pesos, which is like, you know, 12 cents. So I give him the money and uh, uh, he gets back in the car and the girl gets back in the car and they drive away. And I see her in the side of the window, like laughing, like, ah, and I'm thinking, I just bought that bitch dinner. <laughs> like, this is the shits. But at least I'm, I'm not dead. Yeah. But I'm also in the outskirts of Mexico City by myself. So then I start walking. And I'm walking back, and all I'm doing is following like the glowing sky. Have you ever been driving, like yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere, but you see, like, okay, there's like lights. Vegas, like, like Vegas, Vegas is a perfect example. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we're getting close to Vegas. There's, there's the, the Luxor. There's the Luxor light. So I'm following the lights of the city, and I have this like stray dog comes up next to me. It was like my only friend, my Wilson. I'm like Tom Hanks in, in, in Castaway, and it literally took me three hours to walk to anywhere where there was cars because a couple cars passed but they're not going to pick up a gringo and right. I'm not going to want them to pick me up you know alone in Mexico they kidnap people there they could have they made me <laughs> you into, already got robbed once yeah exactly could have made me into a human centipede uh, so yeah, so, yeah so that was the, the moral of the story is if you go to uh, a restaurant in Mexico don't go to a party with a hot chick and her brother and don't buy her dinner that, I think you know. really really what we want to say is if you're ever invited to a party in Mexico City go back to America that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. But I mean, like, and that's really, like, I bought you dinner and you robbed me and no blowjob. This is so this not sucks. cool. This is so shit, man. So, I hate Mexico. Come on, I'm going home. But yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's an amazing like, story. When you're young, you don't think of stuff like that, you know. Like, well, especially the thing that fucks with your brain is that. You know, you're kind of famous at that point, so they totally like you were the, exactly the perfect target. Perfect for them. target by myself. Yeah, no, and just dumb as shit. You know, typical guy falling his cock instead of his brain, and you know, I mean, I easily could have been shot, and they could have. You, you, you would never have found me. It's like Mexico's like the Wild West. You know, at that point in time, it's probably even worse now. But you think about it, like in the middle of nowhere, if they would have shot me, throw me in the trunk, and you know, put me in a burial ditch somewhere. I might not be sitting with you right now. Are you here? Are you a ghost? I'm actually. Uh, I'm a, Matt, I'm, I'm try a... to poke your finger through him. Oh, oh my god! And how ironic would it be if I was a zombie and the host of Talking Dead? Yes, I should have. And just harassed. like, just like they were able to uh, con you, I wouldn't have You'd seen con, it coming. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But I'm not gonna like. I'm not the cliched zombie that's gonna eat you. No. <laughs> I'm the zombie that just kind of stays in your basement well, way longer than you expected. Oh, like in laws. Yeah, but you don't even know how to ask me to leave. How to leave? <laughs> or, or like a like a like a son that won't leave. Yeah, the yeah, yeah I'm like a child. I'm a dead child that won't leave. I'm really a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Can you? That only me, eats cereal. Can you go buy me Borderlands too <laughs> during the day? <laughs> I don't want brains. I just want Borderlands too. <laughs> some Cheetos. Just want so, some Cheetos. Um, and one more thing I was going to say from way, way earlier on in the in the, in the uh, conversation is we were talking about bad sequels and bad TV sequels, shows. Yes, this is not a bad uh, sequel, but there was a show called Valerie. Yeah, I remember it. It can And Valerie Harper was a star. Valerie's after, family. After one season, she leaves. And it's called Valerie's Family, but Valerie's nowhere to be found. And then and after then the second season, it comes the Hogan, the Hogan family, family with Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yep. Yeah. Teen Wolf 2 is Jason Bateman. Yep. yep. Teen Wolf 2, and that's T-O-O, not T-W-O. <laughs> also, Teen Wolf also, they should have called it. <laughs> yeah, Teen Wolf again. Teen Wolf 2. Um, yeah. Not as good as Teen Wolf 1. Not Bateman's fault. Love Bateman. Yeah. But, but Bateman uh, was kind of like the poor man's Michael J. Fox at the time, which is in a perfect that, casting for him. Well, it was, listen, you know, if we're following since you brought up the, what did you say, Tiger Beat or whichever magazine you run up? Like, what did you say? The Mexican was uh, uh, La Idolos was oh, okay. the Mexican version. So, but, you know, there was, uh, it was, th that was fun Hollywood news that the Bateman siblings were both on shows at the same time. Right. Um, 
so it 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 all sort of it all sort of worked out. And what, I guess. what happened to but what didn't work out is Justine Bateman's career. What happened to her? She's still. Oh, a, she's like she went to go get like a master's and stuff. She does like all sorts of crazy. Oh, she's just pretentious. She let stop. She's fucking acting. smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's really smart. You want to know another one, example of that? Yes. Jeff Skunk Baxter, guitar player for Steely Dan, the Doobie Brothers, the guy with a big giant stash yes. and long hair. He's literally a rocket scientist. Now that I did not the know. U, for the U.S. government. What? He is a rocket scientist for the U.S. government. He lived. This is a, like I've, I've become a little bit of a Jeff Skunk Baxter ophile. Uh, we never know why he, why his nickname is Skunk. By the way, he won't tell anybody. But uh, he lived next door to a guy who was a scientist and used to get like this magazine, like Rocket Scientist Monthly, for example. And then also huge bags of weed. Huge <laughs> bags of weed. A lot of LSD, a lot of psychedelics. And science magazines. And it made perfect sense to Jeff one day when he got the neighbor's magazine in his mailbox. The neighbor wasn't home. Maybe took some psychedelics, smoked some weed, read this thing, made perfect sense to him. Subscribed to the magazine himself and said, this shit ain't too hard, I'm going to do it. And now he is a rocket scientist. For the U.S. government. I think what a fool believes is actually about creationism. Come on, you guys. <laughs> Come on, man. Hello. It works. And that stupid McDonald's couldn't keep up. <laughs> Dummy. What a fool believes. That was my first that's attempt. Nice that, that was good. We're, we that was do good. That, that could be our Michael second Dell? project. Listen, when uh, when uh, when when Lawler and whoever are in Memphis do that, you and I will do the uh, the dueling Michael the McDonald's. Michael, Mike, dueling Michael McDonald's. There's no physical contact. This is all Paul driving. Paul driving. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I got such a long way to go. Such, such a long way to go. To no, I'm doing Christopher Cross. I got you're yeah. doing yeah. And I got such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. Make it to the border of Mexico. And that's let's see. You remember the old SCTV sketch where? Dude, just uh, the fact you just said SCTV, I love you forever. Uh, oh, of course you're Canadian. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was the sketch? It was the sketch was Rick Moranis. Was playing Michael McDonald, and he kept like he keeps leaving the studio, but then that part comes in where he has to he like runs back in and puts like comes to my goes such a long way to go, and then he like leaves again and gets in his car, and then he's got to run back and such a long way to go. How did you watch that in Memphis? Are you just a fan afterwards? Oh no no no! I watched it like it was we we had it we had SCTV in the states, and I was like I said I was a huge comedy nerd, so SCTV was a. We, we Circus Lopus, the Circus of Wolves. <laughs> we grew up like every SCT, and you watch SCTV back now, and every episode would have like two or three like just shit skits, but one like classic, you know, 3D House of Beef or, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. And you watch it back, like I said, and those guys, for, for especially for, I'm sure for anybody that likes comedy, but for Canadians, it's ingrained in your system. Like Joe Flaherty is like the best ever. Yeah. And has probably done maybe three things ever in Hollywood. And well, one of them was the cameo in Back to the Future too. And he was also in, was <laughs> Freaks he was in Freaks and Geeks, and Geeks yeah. too. Freaks yeah. and Geeks, right. Yeah. But well, I, uh, the other day, uh, right before Christmas, Martin Short guest hosted SNL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and McCartney was the um, was the musical guest. I'm a huge Beatles fan. So I was like, oh, I got to see McCartney. And Martin Short, like where's he been? Dude, he was so funny. On it, like uh, he's so f- he was amazing. He was funny. doing Jiminy Glick on Broadway for a while, was he? Yeah, but he's uh, there was a big mind blowing. There was a big poll, I remember in WCW, which was the wrestling company that Ted Turner owned. Oh, okay, back in '97, and it was actually at the time beating the WWE. 
And there was this guy called Disco Inferno, and his gimmick was a disco dancer. And he was convinced that Martin Short was not funny. And I'm like, you're crazy. Martin Short is fucking a genius. He's not funny. So we took a poll. We got a, a list of the roster and walked up to every person in the dressing room and asked them, is Martin Short funny or not funny? And this is on a day of TV. Like, you're supposed to be doing your job. <laughs> no, the Martin Short poll is more important. So we did. We walked around, and the, and the end up was uh, Martin Short funny, 67 votes. Martin Short not funny, 52 votes. Really? It was that close. Wow. Was that close? That's how can it? Because Americans didn't understand. It. They just thought like you know, it, it was a lot a very similar in some ways to Adam Sandler. He had like two or three voices that he used. Oh, I don't. I I mean, I don't think no. I I mean, I can I totally get what you're saying about like you know he does he did the Ed Grimley voice and he had the and like the kid the, with, yeah. but Clifford. Clifford's Clifford. a fucking great movie. Inner Space is a fucking great movie. Like Martin Short, Captain Ron, Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> like Kurt Russell, yeah, right? He was like the nerdy guy that at the end finally has to stand up to the Cuban, Cuban revolutionaries to he, save his family. His role is the wedding planner and Frank. Yes. Well, yeah, Mar that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Martin Short is and you know, I know Adam Sandler's a very nice guy, but I think Martin Short is light years above I agree. Not, not just Adam Sandler, but like all of us. Like I, I think he's an amazing performer. I, I agree, and I think you know I always ask, like to ask people who's who in your opinion is the funniest cast member in SNL history? Um. Oh, wow. One cast member. Or top two or three. Well, I really loved the season with um, Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer and Billy Crystal. Okay. Because, uh, you know, there was amazing a, season. Amazing season because the uh, Billy Crystal and Christopher Guest did the two guys who would tr talk about pain, out pain each other. I hate when that happens. Hey, when that happens. Oh, it's like I got one of those uh, 16 pound weights you find rolling on the rumpus room. Yeah. And then yeah. I tied it to my lip. And, you know, like, yeah, that, yeah. Love those guys. Um, I. I remember loving Joe Piscopo on SNL. That's oh crazy, wow, that's an obscure on one. SNL. He was uh, he was like a, a Piscopo and Eddie Murphy were like the standouts on SNL that for season. The, for that season, right? Um, and then uh, you'd have to put Murphy in the top. I mean, that's all one. of them. Yeah, and Dana um, Carvey's up there. I, I tell you, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell Will is Ferrell, amazing. I think absolutely. it might have to be Will. Will Ferrell's Will, the funniest. I think it have to be Will, and then I think Kristen Wiig is I was just probably saying, tied. Funniest woman and one of the funniest ever. I think uh, Kristen, because Will and Kristen had this thing where no matter how insignificant their role was in yeah. the scene, they, without trying to chew the scenery, they just pulled your focus. Well, and, and I, I agree Fred with that. Fred does that, too. Who does? Armisen. Armisen. Does Armisen. Well, the, the other one that did, but did choose the scenery, I think his, his mission was to make everybody laugh was Chris Farley. Right. He's another oh, classic. Yeah. I remember the time when yeah. Adam Sandler and Dana Carr walked around with, would you like some fresh ground pepper? <laughs> and Farley's like wearing these giant mutton chop sideburns for no reason. Yeah. And he's like, why, yes, I would love some fresh ground pepper. And everyone's <laughs> just like howling. He had one line, but everyone just wants to like, they just loved Chris Farley. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Farley was great. Here's an interesting story. About um about the Christopher Guest uh, Christopher Guest Harry Shearer and Martin Short Can right Martin, and Martin Short, Short on of course year. yeah Jackie Rogers Jr. hundred thousand dollar jackpot, jackpot yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that on tape <laughs> it's great but the thing is is that was the year that uh, Lauren Michaels left SNL so Dick Ebersol yes. came in to replace him. And Dick Ebersol signed those three guys for one season as free agents because he came from a sports background. <laughs> and if you're looking to bolster your team, 
you hire high-priced free agents. Yeah. So that's how that season was so awesome, Because, but they only were there for one year because those guys were all big Hollywood stars at the time, Yeah. especially Martin Short. That was like his peak in Hollywood almost. Yeah. So he came on for like, I don't know, a million dollars for the season, and once the season was over, they were all gone. Well, Jackie Rogers Jr. already done Spinal Tap. Jack, yeah. Jackie Rogers Jr.'s Jackpot Wad, which I still have on, on VHS tape, that was the funniest. I, I I think so. That was the funniest sketch I had ever seen. Jim Belushi yeah. playing Bob Keeshan, Bob Captain Keeshan, Kangaroo. Yeah. Bob Keeshan. Well, sorry you didn't win, Bob. But if we have a lovely version of Home Game, great. Like that's really gonna pay for my mortgage. <laughs> like, and he gets all he gets all mad because she can't. She's trying to get. He's trying to get her to say Ringmaster, and she's like, Monkey. It's, it's a ring. It's Ringmaster. Uh, yeah, fucking. That's See? a great sketch. Birds. Sea no, birds. baby. Billy Crystal. <laughs> Sammy. Sammy no, baby. They fly. Sea birds. Sea birds. Flies in the air. Birds. Birds. It's half of the Jewish. What does he say? It's like half of a bagel. Oh, when he's talking about when he's trying to get him to say, uh, 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 yeah, bagel. He's yeah. like a ba- whitey birds. Whitey birds. Um, chocolate babies. Yes. Next. Bing. <laughs> this is a chocolate, chocolate babies. babies. Yes. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Um, oh, the uh, the woman. Oh, he's here. We need you oh, to look up some Kyle, stuff. Kyle's here. Kyle, we need you to look up a few things before before Chris continues. We need you to find uh, on a computer if you have uh, access. Do you have a Rosie computer? Greer, uh, white guy, black guy, Siamese twin movie. It's a it's a Siamese twin movie where Rosie Greer had like a. a, a I don't white... even think you should explain it to him. Just okay. make him Google that find and see it. what he finds. Okay, so we're so talking about the woman who plays Jackie Rogers' wife, Pamela Stevenson, yes. was my therapist. What? She is a therapist. Like a, like a, like is this some kind of a comedy bit or she no? Nope. Really she was my therapist. therapist. She's now wow. Billy Connolly's wife and has been for a long no time. No kidding. Yes, and she was my therapist, and that is the reason that I started seeing her uh, because I I fucking I knew I loved that season of SNL, and she was married to Billy, and so I knew like oh, okay, you are a comedian and you are also married to a comedian. You probably understand why my brain is so fucked up. Wow. And she was awesome. That's cool. She was like a like British. She had an English accent. I think she might have. I may be wrong about this, but I think she was an Australian born. I think she was an Australian Brit. Like she was maybe born in gotcha, Australia, gotcha, grew gotcha, up gotcha, in yeah. England or something. I don't know. But uh, but but great. Pamela Stevenson was great, and also in History of the World Part One. Wow, nice. All right, still oh, we're, going, we're deep diving. I'm still waiting for part two. By the way, <laughs> we asked we Mel Brooks Mel, about that, and we asked him if that if that you had him thing, on, and he's like, that was just a joke. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how, how old is he now? Is he 80? He's 87, maybe? Yeah, 86, I think. Okay. And he's awesome. He's great. He's oh, sharp I'm, as a tack. I'm sure, right? Hilarious. He's still sharp as a tack. Wonderful. See, that type of humor has kind of been lost. Like, nobody is like that. Those guys just had that certain, you know, him and Carl Reiner. I guess maybe because they came from the, the late 50s, early 60s. Like, guys, like, he's just super funny without even really trying. Well, they were right? all TV writers. And then, you know, so it was like they had these insane... Well, we got it. We got to make a new show every week, yeah, no matter what. Right, right, right. And so, you know, like they were, they were put through a system that most people are not. Yeah. And then, you know, it was just that Borscht Belt comedy, and like this, there was that golden age of comedy boom in the fifties, and they all just came out of that. And so it's, they were just like fuck it, like they had to be like like uh, like snipers, snipers with, you know. the gunslingers. It's interesting that you say that because I've been reading a lot about the Stones lately. I'm going through a huge Stones phase. Um, and obviously, the Beatles are my favorite band. But those guys, like I was reading this thing that Keith Richards was saying, is like we had to put out a new single every six weeks, eight weeks. Like as <laughs> soon as we wrote, oh, this song is awesome. But as soon as you finished it, you were 
scared and, and, and pissed off because you already had to write another one. Right. Like it was never any something that could sit back and go, ah, satisfaction. No, you go right back in the fucking studio. They literally can't get no satisfaction. They literally can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> right. Can, can you not find the Rosie Greer? I'm trying to get the internet Ah. Oh, I was like, oh, it must not exist. But yeah, I mean, it seemed oh, like... I have to find this now. Yeah, I, there was a, I remember from my weird childhood go memories... Go walk around until you can find a signal. We must know if Rosie Greer <laughs> was in a Siamese twin movie. You'll be a our white... roving researcher, roving like to find them, a like, signal yeah, in this... Race this, movies. This... This bomb shelter of a building. Yeah, you can't get any reception. No, or no satisfaction. There is no satisfaction. No. Yeah, to mention that you said that you know the, that you know Reiner and, and uh, Mel Brooks had to do that sort of thing in TV too. I mean, they must have been just cracking the whip for all those dudes. Well, they had then. to. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just like, they... like why were the people that like barbaric in the '60s? We want more. We want more. Oh, did she find? Oh, Kyle. Kyle's fired. Yeah. Look you... at this. The thing. How would you like to be the new okay, show? Okay, guys, this is insane. I gotta wait to okay, come back. Come back. Sit down. Okay, the thing with two heads. It's not, literally just called the thing, the thing with, two, with two heads. What's that thing called with the two heads? Uh, the, the thing with two heads. Oh, god, nice. Uh, not to be confused with two-headed shark attack. Uh, <laughs> Nineteen seventy-two. So this is like the height of like the race war. They trans. This is the tagline. They transplanted a white bigot's head on a soul brother's body. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right? Great. That's been logline? That's been logline. Uh, plot summary. Okay, here we go. <laughs> a a rich but racist man mm. is I can't believe dying they have to expound upon this. And hatches an elaborate scheme for transplanting his head onto another man's body. His health deteriorates rapidly, and doctors are forced to transplant his head onto the only available candidate. A black man oh. from death row. Oh from death row? Come on, America. <laughs> you don't want to just kill an innocent person in this movie. And it was Rosie Greer, who was a famous football player, yes, and, and Ray Milland, who who's like a famous, you know, the man with x-ray eyes, I remember, from the 40s. So that is the, that is the name of the movie, and I'm going to find a picture right now. Obviously, your listeners can't uh, see it, but they can go on the, the internet. Three of us, yeah, but go go Google. If there's anybody it. still listening at this point, now uh, that you've described the plot, and now that I'm picturing Rosie Greer, it does sound vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's. Oh yes, yes, yes! I know that. I have seen that. Yes. Now I see. Now I see it. That they had to shoot that movie that way. The whole like the guys. We're okay, like, we're gonna need to get into position. I'm sorry, Rosie. I'm sorry. I'm inside you now, Rosie <laughs> Greer. It's like the original human centipede, the <laughs> racist human centipede. I like to like they're, they're on a, some kind of a, a cycle because then death row, you know, black boys yeah, yeah, they yeah. ride the motorcycles, man. That is so fucking racist. I, that they get around. How did you find that? You don't even work here. See, you might need a new assistant. Did agent. you slash it? You should have slashed it. <laughs> let's 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 do a slash check right now. Hold on. Slash check. Slash check. Uh, we call this uh, we call this uh, segment slash fiction. Okay, slash fiction. Oh, we have a reply what? from the slasher, <laughs> and it was like pretty much after he was he was on the ball. Nine. Okay, so this is to recap: slash rock and roll hall of famer, lead guitar player of one of the biggest bands of all time, Velvet iconic Revolver. Velvet Revolver, now doing his own thing. Slash top hat enthusiast and also dinosaur expert. <laughs> The man has his own Les Paul. I said, hey, man, is the Brontosaurus Allosaurus the same species? Or did they change the name of the Bron? He says, you're not serious, are you? Happy belated <laughs> holidays. Wow, how was yours? Oh, wait a second. No, dude, I'm serious. <laughs> you're not serious, I'm, are you? I'm... Well, say happy holidays. I mean, return, the, <laughs> return the happy holidays. I'm as serious as I am about I hope that you had a happy holiday, Slash. 
God damn it. I'm trying to settle a bet and need backup. Oh. You tell him Chris Hardwick of the Nerdist <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> he's, he's not going to know. Okay, so we don't want any dead air. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, okay. This, is, this uh, is very tense. It is. Took all our dead air and cut it together into one. There's not that much dead air in yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm thinking we'd get maybe well, you know, 20 you need, minutes. You need to give people a second to 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 breathe this in. They're still they're still yeah, uh, they're absorbing. Uh, they're the still fact a gog over the fact that they're still a gog over the fact that there was a Golden Girls uh, spinoff. Yeah, Golden, Golden Palace. Palace, everybody, check it out. Yep. And what they actually had to do to make their money was uh, pee on old rich men. We forgot. We forgot. We forgot. <laughs> the about Golden Shower Girls. The, the Golden is what they Shower Girls. We forgot about the rest of the Happy Day spinoffs. I, so I, I, I've been, I, I've been saying uh, Golden Girls Gone Wild for a while, but it hasn't been catching on. Yeah. Um, the Happy Day spinoffs were uh, Laverne and Shirley. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Joni loves Chachi. Mork and Mindy. Yep. What was the first one that you said? Laverne and Shirley, right? Yeah. Mork and Mindy. Um. They tried to spin Fonzie off, but he wouldn't leave the show because he's oh, smart. Just, yeah, well, because well, the, the the show was a it really for was Fonz. it was Fonzie, like, especially after Richie left and Ralph left. Remember they went and joined the army. Yeah, and then it's basically like you know Fonzie grows a beard, Fonzie falls in love, Fonzie gets a big uh, little brother, like you know like the big brother thing. Yeah, was, you know, so every show was just about the Fonz because no one cared about Ted McGinley <laughs> or Jenny Piccolo when she became a regular. Ted McGinley was the guy. He was cleanup. He would always come in like. Clean up like there, there's the an series. entire. If you go to, if you go to, yes. if you look at Jump the Shark, there's an entire section devoted to Ted McGinley. Every show he joined ended soon afterwards. That's except for Married with Children. Oh, he, yeah, because he was Jefferson. But to tie it all around again, Ted McGinley, Ace on Love Boat, the photographer. There you go. He fucking Absolutely. joined Love Boat. He joined Love Boat. Yeah, about, exactly. They should have been an episode where Fonzie had got cancer, and he's like, "I got Big C, Mister C." Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was not. Would have been enjoyable. You know, oh. you know, it's funny. Uh, there was also a scene you know, where Richie was in a coma. And he uh, he was di- this is a real real show and he was dying and Fonz did the old talk to God and it was like one of the, like you know Fonz is crying and it actually showed like that he had acting chops but it was so out of place because Richie Richie is lying in his bed and Fonz is like come on God take me take me whoa and Richie's just lying he there with his over the top seventies hairstyle and that's my biggest problem with Happy Days is that after yeah, the first couple all, seasons they just yeah. stopped caring they all had seventies hairstyles why didn't they you know Fonzie should have just hit him like a jukebox yeah right uh, Blaine, I heard Blaine Capatch told a joke like hey uh, you know Fonzie died recently sad story AIDS <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, did you guys? I watched the Family Guy the other day, where where Peter starts the Church of the Fonz. Have you uh, seen this? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like it's amazing. Season. He he uh, he uh, starts the Church of the Fonz because he doesn't believe. We found it. We already by the way. we found it Andy the second found. you walked out the door. And what's shitty is I knew the movie. The thing with two heads. Two heads. And wait, there's. Oh, hold on a second. There's your picture right there. Yeah, the best tagline ever: a white racist head on a Soul Brothers body. Body, right? <laughs> so um, you were very excited when you walked by. So Peter, Peter. Peter starts the Church of the Fonz, right? And because he doesn't believe in religion, he's like, I just start any church. And the best thing is, is that he super gets into it. And um, he's like, uh, I call the I call the first meeting of the Church of the Fonz. Uh, I would like everybody to rise, and they all rise, and now sit on it, and they all sit down. And then he's like, uh, This is a book, a letter from, written from Potsy to the Tuscaderos. Uh, <laughs> and he, he reads Christ. a little bit of a line. Then he goes, I want everyone to, to get down your knees and pray. And uh, okay, we close with a Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so well played. Well played, exactly. And then there's another 
part where uh, Mr. C has erectile dysfunction and Fozzie hits him in the crotch and he's like, oh, it works. And uh, Mr. C goes, thanks, Arthur. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he said, sit on it. <laughs> God. Nice. That had to have been in an early draft. I'm yeah, sure. At some point. How come you're draft. such a comedy nerd? Uh, I think, honestly, a lot of it is growing up in Canada because um, we had obviously SCTV, but also the CBC is an offshoot of the BBC, mm-hmm. which is, you know, obviously British Broadcasting Corporation. So we got Monty Python, Faulty Towers, Black Adder, uh, the Young Ones, the Goodies. And I can remember probably getting into Faulty Towers in about, uh, when I was about nine years old. So my whole life was always this kind of warped, weird comedy that only Canadians really have because we have a combination of American and... and, and sure. I mean, the best example is probably Kids in the Hall, right. where you get stuff that does not make sense. It's not funny, but it's funny. Faulty yeah. Towers you know? is so fucking good. It's, it's, people forget how and good it is. Two people wrote every one of them. And, and one season they wrote it while they were married, and yep. the other season they wrote while they were divorced. And just how could you work with your divorced oh, bitch wife? But I'm telling you, man, uh, there's a certain type of, 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 of humor that Canadians have. And, 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 and you have it, too. If you, if you grew up with that sort, if you're a comedy fanatic, you realize that what's not funny is funny. It's all in the delivery. You know, so I think that has a lot to do with well, it. Well, you sort of see it, like, if you, fo- if you sort of follow, if you, if you look at, like, geographic comedy trends, you start to see it in Chicago, and then it kind of migrates north and then kind of bleeds in with Canada. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's, all, it's all part of, you know. Well, like I said, in Canada, too, if Chicago bleeds into Toronto, England ble- bleeds into Toronto, and that kind of permeates throughout yeah. Canada. So it's a real combination of the two. And it's, I remember a couple years ago, like, Bill Cosby went on this rant of, of how, you know, comedians swear too much and it's bullshit and you don't need to swear. Did he say it's bullshit? Comedians swear too much and it's But, you know, and it's like you think about the stuff that I always found really funny, and they didn't swear. Like, Faulty Towers this day is still, Basil Faulty is still the best worst comedy character of all time, the most uncomfortable, the biggest asshole, the the biggest pompous dick of all time. He plays that perfectly, and no one's been able to match it. Gervais tried to match it with The Office. Mm -hmm. He came very close. He's probably the second best, just awkward character. But Basil Fawlty, I will go on record and debate anybody, could be the best uh, comedic character of all time. What is your favorite episode of Fawlty Towers? Uh, probably Waldorf salad. Waldorf Maybe salad. There's, I mean, I want a Waldorf salad. Uh, I think. Well, let me check. Yes, we're all out of Waldorfs. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the uh, hotel inspectors. I mean, there are, there's not a bad one. There That's really true. isn't. I mean, there's only 12 episodes of it. And if anybody digs comedy uh, and has kind of a quirky sense of humor, and you've never seen Faulty Towers, you have to watch it. I mean, it is amazing. It's so funny. Maybe not the John Larroquette version. <laughs> there was. Is a, there one? There was a spinner. There was, was an American, American version. Oh, and. Oh, Wasn't there kind of, yeah, there was an American version what? with John Larroquette. No. Was it called Faulty Towers? It was. Yeah. That is awful. Look, someone look that up. Adrian, look it up. Faulty Towers American version. What's okay. the do we do we have a dino check on we slash? Do. We have a slash report. Slash report. <laughs> slash report. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew. No, there's no guitar in there. I think I let me see. Uh let me see if uh what the sound effect is for the slash report. Oh. He's going he's on the holidays. He thinks I'm messing with him. Oh, no, that was the ball. He goes, yes, it's been nice. Yeah, no, he uh, he still thinks you're messing with him on the holidays. Yeah. Slash. If he doesn't get back to me, I have to ask him again. He really thinks you're fucking with him. He does, he does. So I'll give him another couple minutes, and then Slash, I'll have him Slash, come on! I'm trying to find... He's probably at Cantor's right now. 
<laughs> trying to find a, a good trying to find a good guitar riff. Maybe this there's is no, it. There's no riffs in there, as far as I know. Oh no, that's jet landing. Heavy wind. Well, he could probably play all those things with his effects. Mm. <laughs> you guys can't hear any of that. No. I'm sure it was great, though. It was an old guy coughing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still trying to get the answer. Three American Why remakes. They tried that three no. times. They tried it three times. Uh, they did. Uh, they did a thing they did a, on uh, Red Nose Day like five years ago. They can't hear any of these because I'm the only one with headphones. Oh, well, I say they did a thing. With <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of here. <laughs> Priscilla Barnes, re she. Uh, Priscilla Barnes, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm done. Not only did she spoil Three's company by being the most uppity, not hot Jack Trooper roommate, <laughs> but now you're telling me that she's screwing up Faulty Towers. So, what were the three American remakes? There was the first one in 78 that was a pilot with Betty White. And then there was a second one. Betty White? Yeah. Well, who was Basil? on the California coast. Oh, jeez. Oh, fucking faulty towers. And then one called Amanda's with B. Arthur, where they switched the sexes of the lead. See, I hate that shit. And then shit. the final one was called Pain, which was when it started John Larry. Pain. It was called Pain. Yeah. It was not called Faulty Towers. No. That must have been the, the name of the, the of the of the proprietor. So we're gonna make the show, but we're gonna call it something different. We're gonna change all the actors. <laughs> and we're gonna set it someplace different, and it's not about now. It's on a farm. Yeah, like, exactly. It's about space <laughs> aliens. Now let yeah. me ask you this: Is it Pain spelled P A Y N E? Of, of course it is. <laughs> Of course, this that's the, his last did you name. See the pictures last night from the, the the Nerdist TV show. Pictures? No, not yet. I had sent one in where I was like, Jonah, Jonah and I should pitch to the BBC remakes of British shows that were remade into American shows, but we're going to remake them again for England. Yep. <laughs> so like we're like, okay, so you got. You know, Sherlock's great, right? Well, guess what? We made it better. It's called Elementary now. We got a lady in the role. But you know what you need? You know what, England? You need an urban one. We're calling it Holmes with a Z. <laughs> when you Holmes, call it Homies? Holmes Slice. <laughs> no, it's just Holmes. Holmes. Just Holmes with a Z. Uh, no, oh, okay, we have a backup. Okay. Here, okay, here we go. Slash a, says, the Brontosaurus was renamed Aptosaurus after they discovered the former had the wrong skull. The Allosaurus is still an Allosaurus. Whoa! Yes. That's See? the Slash Report. The Slash Report. That's fucking awesome. So it was the, uh, oh, the Apatosaurus. Apatosaurus. It was the Apatosaurus. That's right. The Allosaurus was a totally different dinosaur, which, by the way, if any, uh, any reptile enthusiasts who've been listening to this podcast thus far, who've been <laughs> screaming out the entire time, Apatosaurus! <laughs> Now at fifty-seven twenty-four, you finally have the release, <laughs> and just and just in time too, as we're yeah. rap getting, really, we're almost at the sixty-minute mark, right? Oh, that is so fucking fan. That came in just under the slash wire. It under the slash wire, and see that is the proof right there. Slash, the throw me the <laughs> throw me the whip, throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. In the remember, form of yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah, remember, he's got the. Remember, I love when Satipo, which is that guy's name, when he's waiting for the idol and he's actually rubbing his fingers <laughs> like this. Yeah. Like, throw me the idol. Throw me the, I just it? used it the other day. That is one of the most quotable quotes that not a lot of people know. <laughs> throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. Uh, and so then you give me he, that, I give you that. He throws him. Adios, senor. Ah, man. But then what happens? 
Uh, he's fucking dead, like spear to the face. Through, yeah, exactly. So, uh, what's the uh, the verdict on the uh, Disney uh, sale of Lucasfilm? It's a great idea. I agree. It's a great idea. We we talked about this. I think we talked about this before because you need a company the size of Disney to handle a property sure, the size exactly. of Lucasfilm. And uh, they already have an existing relationship yeah. um, with, with the theme parks. And and um, you know what? They did good stuff with the Avengers, and Disney did good stuff with the Muppets. Well, I think they're going to do fine. You know what I also like about a lot, too, is uh, people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. To me, it's the James Bond franchise. We can now have Star Wars 50 years from now. It'll live on forever. Yeah. The outside unique thing of, about James you know, Bond, though, is it's the same family. Still right, right. Broccoli's. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure Disney could understand, like you said, if anybody, what Lucas is all about. Chop them broccoli, chop them broccoli. Dana Carvey, another one of the best another, SNL another guys. Of I, all I time. didn't even I didn't even mention Bill Murray. Classic, you know, but but on SNL though. Yeah, well, just SNL. You know, if you're saying outside of SNL, absolutely, but just on SNL, I, you got to throw Phil Hartman. He's I, another oh, one. Oh, yeah. Phil, of yeah. course. Right? Phil and Hartman. then I think the award for guy. I think there. I think there is going to be an award for the guy who underperformed the most on SNL, who then overperformed in life. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. And uh, runner-up, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Of he course. Never do, ne- he never yeah. did anything. Some guys, it's really hard. Also, I'm going to say kind of Tracy Morgan. Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely, Robert, <laughs> Robert Downey, Jr. Downey. Tracy Morgan. Robert Downey Jun- Jr. was already famous when he went on to SNL because yeah. they had they got the Brad Packers. They got yeah, him yeah. and Anthony Michael Hall. Hall. Here, and then Randy Quaid. Here's another one. Uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nothing. No, she was... Well, no, I no, guess you're right. No, well, fact, Except for the fact their family's worth billions. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but an the SNL... Louis-Dreyfus what's her, what's her, what's her What's the background? Uh, her dad's like... Is Richard. Financial... Oh. Like... Oh. Wizard oil guy thing. Oh, Lots of money. Okay, like well, and, the, loads of and the whole ten years of Seinfeld so didn't do her too bad. He either. turned the apatosaurus into oil. <laughs> the oilosaurus. I mean, not it might ma- not be. It might not be oil. Not to confuse you with the allosaurus. Of course, that's two separate species. You gotta understand, dude. And then this dummy was saying the allosaurus was the aptosaurus. That's the worst slash imitation ever. Slash set them straight. He did, man. Slash, he said it straight. There you go, man. I wonder why it wasn't guns and dinosaurs. Because uh, Axel was involved. Oh, okay. He was more. In a, he was more of a florist than a than a paleontologist. <laughs> right. Had it been Slash's, uh, I, you know, band, it would have been different. Been Welcome to the Pleistocene. <laughs> <laughs> We've got conifers. Welcome to the Jurassic area. Era. <laughs> uh, area. They, area. Oh, yeah. It's like a Jurassic Park. Sequel. Jurassic Area Fifty One. That. Wow. <laughs> Dude, there you go. It's, <laughs> no. a, it's a secret government uh, dinosaur uh, area aliens. that has dinosaur aliens dinosaurs in it. on a spaceship. <laughs> Gerard, Lou, Gerard Louis Dreyfus is a French-born American businessman. His net worth is estimated at 3.4 billion by Forbes in 2006. He's the chairman of Louis Dreyfus Energy Services, and that's and her dad, the great grandson of Leopold Louis Dreyfus. Well, no wonder she got all those gigs. Then she Dreyfus bought her Dreyfus. way in. <laughs> She's not talented at all. I was fooled. <laughs> she's one of those people that just like, like everything she's done pretty much has been kind of a, like New Adventures of Old Christine did well. Yeah. Veep's doing well. She was uh, great when she did Curb. She's she's great on, on yeah, she's just, oh, she's you know she was talented. married to? You know she was married to? Brad Hall. Brad Hall. Yes. That's right. Oh, 
This has been really fun. Jericho, we got to have you fucking back on the show. I loved, I can't believe, I looked at the clock and it said 10. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, this has been over an hour. I know. So let's quickly, we didn't talk about wrestling. We didn't talk about your music career. We didn't talk about We anything. talked about how you almost got shot in Mexico on, we a, on a weird pussy heist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we found out who can suck their own cock. <laughs> and we found out that the Aptosaurus and Allosaurus are both different creatures. So please very, uh, the, please tell us about the, you actually have a, a sci-fi sci Show, yeah, right? on sci-fi, it's called Robot Combat League, and it's uh, like the movie Real Steel, giant yes. fighting robots controlled by humans. And when you think hear about this, it's like, oh, that sounds like a cute idea. It, it, it's it's amazing how far technology has advanced that this actually exists. When I was in the arena and the and the robot came walking out. If it hadn't stopped walking, I would have ran away. Like, it freaked me the fuck out. It's super crazy. <laughs> and these robots fight fast. They move fast. They have 2,000 PSIs per punch, so they're caving each other's heads in. Decapitations, robots cut in two. Just like uh, Ivan Drago from Really, it's exactly <laughs> right. If you got hit in the head by one of these things, it would kill you. We've created I lethal killing why? machines. Why? And in 20 years, when robots destroy humanity, you're going to know you saw it here first on sci-fi. Just... <laughs> <laughs> bringing about the robot apocalypse since Absolutely, 2013. Yeah, it's funny too because George Lucas's daughter, she's actually an MMA yeah. fighter, and she's one of the contestants because there's a two-team, uh, two-person team that controls the robots. One puts on an exoskeleton and throws the punches. That where if a person throws a punch, the robot mimics it at the exact same time. Yeah. If the person ducks, dodges, dips, and dives, the robot does the same thing. Um, and she's an MMA fighter. And George was on the set one day. Which was crazy. It was the first day that I was there, and I show up. And I'm like, uh, "Is that George Lucas?" Over there? <laughs> like, yes. Would you like to meet him? I'm like, "Uh, yeah." And they go, "Okay, Chris, you got to interview George and go." And I'm like, "I've never met this iconic, like, amazing guy, and I have to interview him right away." But I'm asking, like, you know, what is it like for you to see these, this imagination that you had in your mind 45 years ago, and now it exists. It's living. It's breathing. Quote unquote. You can touch it. And he's like, he, t he said to him, the fact that technology has advanced at this point and it's just going quicker and quicker and quicker it blows his mind because he never thought he'd see the day. But we have, this is this is actually, if you've seen the Terminator and there's that scene where they're actually in the future and the Terminators are walking over the human yeah. skulls, yeah. that's what these robots are like. And each one of them has its own personality, has its own character, has its own gimmick. I, you know what I'm gonna it's do? Insane. I'm gonna sh I'm gonna I'm gonna get have a makeup effect and put a fake scar on my face, and I'm gonna show up as John Connor and start and try to murder the and robots. Freak, yeah, freak you, I think out. I think your competition needs a John Connor who is trying to get in between and but kill you'll be both forever the robots. Known all the stuff you've done, you know, all the, the great accolades that you have from 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 this fine podcast to, to uh, talking bowling dead, trophies, to bowling trophies, to hanging out with Bob Saget and, yep, and Dabney Dabney Coleman. Coleman. You will be known forever as the first man to be ever killed by a robot when you get your head crushed in by one of these punches. The first, yeah. the first blow for the fight the against The first robots. ever, yes. But you know what, you know what sucks about won. it is that the robots are not autonomous, so that means that a person is like, get this fucking guy out of the way. Bam. <laughs> yeah, Listen, done. You gotta, done you gotta. deal. But yeah, so that's February 26th on Sci-Fi, uh, and you got to check it out. It, it will blow your mind just how much technology has advanced that we can actually do this. Jericho, you're a good man, and I am so happy that we were able to have you on this show. And I meant what I said. You've got to fucking come back. We I could, will. We could spend nine hours just I talking know. about spin-offs and television. I want to get and, more into this Valerie's family type facade and how did Valerie feel about it. Now yeah. uh, we're going to get in the car. You're going to start making out with Matt, and I'm going to drive you to Bellflower <laughs> and, and put a gun in your face. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This has been a blast. Man. Thanks, yeah, Jericho. Yeah. And you are I am Jericho on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Now leaving nerdist.com.
Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by LegalZoom.com. Whatever your legal document needs, LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks, and more, they've got it. Over 12 years and 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom. Start your business or protect your family today at LegalZoom.com using the offer code NERDIST. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here... You're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer land. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.